Welcome, everybody, to the Frickin' Laser Beams podcast. That's FLB podcast at Twitter. Somebody out there, get a hold of us, please. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so again, this week, another edition. This is episode four, coming at you on July 29th. Uh, we're going to talk about some video game news. We've got our game of the week locked and loaded. In- Mr. Wetbridge is going to be coming at you with that a little uh, later yeah, on. And we're doing a new format of the game of the week this week, too. So stick with us and see if it's better or worse. Yeah, oh, well, that, those are, well, or about the same. That's pretty much the three outcomes <laughs> like that we could get. That's like the Mitch Hedberg joke. People either liked us or they hated us or they thought we were okay. More or less. Okay, so as always, I'm Phil from Philadelphia. We've got got with me today the Richard Simmons fan club vice president, Mr. Wetbridge. Yeah. How are you today? Ah, you know, I'm a little upset over losing that election and getting that vice presidency, but you know, I'm happy, well, happy to have been in the race at all. Little known fact, the president of the Richard Simmons fan club is Richard Simmons. Oh, I did not know that. Then I'm okay. So, then I'm okay with losing. How did you not know? Actually, I'm lying. I have no idea about any of this. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's start out with something at least I find pretty interesting because it's going to kind of dictate the future of the home console, or at least it could. It could be an abject failure. Who knows? But so a little bit more, so more information has been kind of getting out there about Microsoft's approach for the next generation, which I think everybody is actually pretty excited. At, excited is maybe not the right word, but at least interested in, because they are sitting in a place where most, I don't know, most people in the gaming space feel that they need to catch up with the obvious leader in that space, which is Sony currently. Although, from my understanding, the Xbox division is still doing quite fine, so they're probably not looking at that division as a failure anyway. And it is Microsoft, you know. They're, but anyway. They're kept afloat by hundreds of things they do. Sure, sure. So this information is coming from a, a guy named Brad Sams, who is a well-reputed uh, Microsoft journalist. A man of and two first has, names. Yes, and he has been pretty, he has been very reliable in the past. So this is sort of just kind of backing up some of the things that we've heard before. So there will be a traditional console, pretty much just like we're dealing with right now. They've both, both companies, Microsoft and Sony, have been pretty clear that they don't want to just eliminate the current model of console mm-hmm. going forward. But they've also really like, they just recently started throwing this idea around of having a cheaper lower cost internet required streaming box as well. So it would be it would be like a complement to the family. Hmm. So you obviously would need to live in a place that has a pretty decent internet connection, but if you let's say you do, let's say you're one of those lucky people with Google Fiber or something and if this box Whereas a traditional console is going to cost you around four hundred to five hundred dollars, if this costs somewhere around one hundred dollars, oh, maybe one fifty at the max, would you consider going that route? Would I buy it instead? 
Probably not, but like being, I know a lot of people who, being our age in our 30s, I, we know a lot of people that are like have families and stuff. Like I have friends, multiple friends that have uh, a lot of kids, like multiple kids and wives. So they, they have that. And it's, we're coming to the generation where it's not just males or younger males or gamers anymore. So people are growing up and it's more of a family thing. So sometimes people have like multiple consoles for like their kids and stuff. So I could see this even being something as supplementary. Like I know plenty of people that know that own, like two or three xboxes which is crazy i think but having multiple consoles it could be something where somebody gets one regular console and then gets the other ones to supplement maybe like the other family members it would that would be kind of an interesting thing because you would you would almost feel like you'd almost imagine that this type of box might suffer in a family environment so you're like you're playing cyberpunk and you're like oh my god my cyberpunk looks like shit maybe like someone in the house is torrenting a movie or doing other illicit things that is hogging the internet like steam starts to update which is notoriously like you know bandwidth hungry it it just maxes that shit out it'll it'll be an interesting thing to see like how it does it if it's like a straight stream or like a uh, like maybe it uses like a temporary download type of thing. Well, so it's the really... actual, the new kind of the new uh, information that came out of this is actually that they will have some local processing power. It's not going to be a ton, but in order to combat the the fears of like lag, lag. between, yeah, so like how the the controls will feel laggy or the responsiveness of the games will feel laggy because of the internet connection. It will actually do some of like the physics calculations and um, local to the device. So like this isn't going yeah. to be a Steam Steam Link, which is yeah. five bucks now, right? So it's going to have something behind it. It's still going to be $100 or more most likely because it is going to have to do some local computation. Yeah. So, but supposedly, like that is the key. Like that's this big secret, like the secret weapon, the secret sauce to making this type of box work. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting because they, they, it's like they put things that are more static, like you know, like your environments and stuff. Things that don't really change, that lag's not really gonna affect things that aren't moving. That this could be something that would work really well, but it's the logistics of that are probably pretty crazy. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting so, to see how it's done. Yeah. I mean, it is all down to them getting it right, but can you imagine if they really did like blow out the offerings that they have with this game pass and they say, Hey, for a hundred bucks and, or maybe like there's a $150 bundle that gets you a year of game pass. And you've got like this pretty cheap cloud box, quote unquote, that runs, Every single game that the the big adult Xbox runs too, like there's going to be no, there's go- not going to be a game that comes out and only runs on like the full powered one, right? Yeah, so still, you they have to have some sort of incentive to sell the full powered one. You know what I mean? At the well, same sure. Time. The I mean that's the incentive is does not require the internet and does not require over internet streaming. Yeah, I, I would yeah, so assume like, is that's one of the things like I'm kind of curious about. Like, will they make it so that it's 
how good will it be? Like, will it be as good as they can make it, or will they intentionally maybe limit it a little bit so that the other ones still sell? You know what I mean? So you're saying, like, well, in which way, I, I suppose, is my question. So the the cloud box could technically have way more computing power behind it in some server farm somewhere. And if they can really get this right, then you might actually have a, a higher fidelity coming through the cloud box because you've got like this massive computer running the game rather than a local $400, $500 box that can't really come close to that same level of power. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That just seems... Uh, although Microsoft has been known to not give a crap about losing money when it comes to gaming before. Selling it would be a really a wild... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be a wild situation where the cloud box, assuming that this, again, assuming that this works, and in theory it actually is delivering a pretty decent experience, that every game that comes out and you play on that cloud box is like running at absolute maximum settings. That would be pretty crazy. I it'll be interesting to see. Like this will be this is a this is one of those things where I'm intrigued, but I will definitely wait and see. I'm not going to get too hyped about it now. Get hype, man. It's it's only years you away. You are the notorious hype machine. You get so hyped. Come on! You're just inevitably let down in the end, and I just come well, in that is true. low expectations. So even if it sucks, I'm like, eh, hey, this could be worse. I kind of still am with you. Like if I had to choose one way or the other right off the bat, I would probably go with the more traditional style. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm feeling like an idiot, which I'm often feeling like, you do. Maybe I would buy both if it was really just an extra one hundred dollars. Yeah. I would like much rather have some, well, I don't have a TV in my bedroom, but I would much rather have like something to experiment around with like that than the tacked on connect that I never really used. Oh man, I used the connect constantly. Constantly? For what? That's how I turned on my Xbox and my TV and how I would change my channels. Like I literally, I literally did everything. I'd be like, Xbox, play destiny 2 or destiny on because we played the first destiny on there i would literally control everything with the connect it was awesome it's just it like it's a cool convenience but it's, is it a 100 dollar convenience i don't know you could only get the xbox with it when i had it so well yeah sure sure yeah. but like even did you know that washers and dryers have wi-fi now i did not so like, like you could what? tell when your shit's done that is amazing i guess man if that's no, why that's, t- that's amazing Come on. Like, ah, like, my laundry's done. I better point? go get it out before it wrinkles. That is, no, you set a freaking timer. What the hell? No. Nah. You don't need to, we don't need to Wi-Fi connect everything in our lives. We're, we're like, we're just trying to simplify the simplest of things. All this nonsense about opening the banana the other way. Oh my God, opening a banana is super effing hard as it is, right? <laughs> okay. I'm one of those people who opens the banana the other way. Come on! It's like a new... Oh, whatever. I've okay. been doing I'm, it for not, years, man. It gives I'm not going to go it there. It gives you a handle, bro. All I'm saying is that you're taking something incredibly easy, and if anything, 
wasting everyone's time explaining how it could be slightly easier. I just eat bananas the way monkeys do, okay? <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Moving it's, on! <laughs> it's a pet peeve. Pet peeve! It's not hard open a banana! Okay. Oh, oh, settled. All right. All right. Sorry. Uh, I lost myself there. Wi-Fi connected dryers Who are you? and opposite ended bananas. It's it's going to give me a heart attack sooner or later. <laughs> Who are you to judge? All right. My difficulty so, in opening bananas. Us. Yeah, may, okay. Maybe, maybe for someone out there, I apologize if opening a banana is difficult for some reason. I apologize to you. Wetbridge, you are not one of those people. You're right, I'm not. But still. All right. Okay, so we've got a couple quickies. So I'm going to throw it out there. I love I quickies. The hottest take. The absolute hottest. Ready? Yes. All right, Dungeons and Dragons. It's getting a Magic the Gathering crossover. Are you excited? Is it 1997? Uh, no, it's not 1997. I'm kind of excited, but is, I would oh, be excited okay. more if I actually played D&D. Like, I love the world of Magic. Uh, D&D is pretty cool. I've played a couple times. But, like, if I could find some people to play, it'd be pretty sweet. Do you actively play Magic? Uh, no. But I actively <laughs> keep an interest in it. Like, I'm subscribed to uh, Star City Games and uh, Wi our Wizards Magic channel on Twitch. So I still watch it every once in a while. Right, so this whole thing kind of makes sense because they're both owned by the same company. Yeah, they're both WOTC. They did choose Ravnica, which is pretty interesting. I actually, that, so Ravnica is reasonably old at this point. I'm not exactly sure what the date of the original Ravnica set was, uh, but for people that have kind of been out of magic for a, a good long time, like me, I, I've probably been out for about nine years or so. I still know of Ravnica, so maybe choosing something... Well, that a good like bit of like a good swath of people because they revisited Ravnica, right? So yes, like a good, they've been back a really Ravnica. good player base of people know of that universe. Like it would have been a little bit different, although not choosing Dominaria is maybe sort of weird. So see, the big thing for me is uh, Dominaria is maybe a little too old at this point because aren't you... they back in Dominaria right now? Well, yeah, yeah, they are, which is it's kind of a renaissance, but I mean. Ravnica is like most of your players now. That's the peak of the story that they know. You know what I mean? Like most yeah, of their maybe, core player base, I would say now. Whereas Dominaria is kind of like an homage to like the older players and trying to reintroduce some of those older things back into the newer players. So I feel like Ravnica is probably the two settings would obviously have been either Ravnica or Dominaria. So. Ravnica's Sounds like fine. we need to get some people together and play some D and D. Yeah, let's do it. That's in November, so maybe if we uh, we should we our should one YouTube fan. We got one like put it on the first YouTube. person. <laughs> nope, first person to at FLB podcast. That it's them. All right, yeah, let's do it. Fl flying them in at Wet Bridges expense. No, no. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> okay, no promises. All right, Fallout seventy six. It's getting a beta. If can we quote unquote beta? I mean, it's the break it early test application or whatever they're calling it. It's, it's beta. It's really close to the launch of Fallout seventy six, so it really is like a break it server test type of thing. This isn't yeah a beta in the traditional sense. It's, it's coming eventually October. It's good to hear. Do you care? Take me home, country roads. Let's go. 
All right, so you don't care? No, I do care. Do, Take me do home you care? country roads, yeah. would, would you Would you participate in the beta? Is it worth your time to assist them in breaking, like, the server, like, testing server load? I mean, yeah, I'm, I might give it a try. It helps, lets me see the game, see if I want to purchase it, and helps them test. So I, I like helping, I like the server load things, because it's, it helps. I like helping. So yeah, you like helping? I, I'm a fan of the here's, traditional here's the beta help. tests, and this is feels help a little man feels like that. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean it. It is kind of outside of it. It's a beta test of the servers, yeah. I guess, but like you wouldn't call it a beta test of the game. Yeah. Well, and being from West Virginia, you know, Fallout is gonna. I'm more inclined to buy this Fallout than any other one, so I might give yeah, it a sure. try. Okay, so another. Hot take. Ready? Yeah. Destiny 2. In the new expansion, they're going to lower the time to kill. In multiplayer, PvP, are you excited? I'm fine with it. Sounds good. Um, Destiny's... Do, do you care? Um, Do I care? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I play PvP like in Destiny. Like When we play, we usually hit at least up a, a few PvP rounds, and it's fun. Like So, uh, lower TTK... Is good because time to kill for people. Did I say time? You to did kill? say time know. to kill already. Okay. Uh, a lower one uh, will help. I mean, it's that's one of the reasons why I'm bad at games like Halo, but I'm good at SWAT because there's a lower time to kill. I guess you did talk about that last yeah, week, so, right? Yeah. A lower time to kill, I'm always down for. So. Yeah. So I mean, but we've not really been playing Destiny 2's PvP for a good while now, and is this really a thing that would? bring you back like is is that is this the problem no, no. with destiny I mean, 2 pvp forsaken's probably gonna bring me back anyways so it's okay. just uh, an aside i'll probably check it out and see how it feels if it feels better i may play it more okay so you're saying like a positive change in your mind all around yeah i'd say it's positive i honestly people complained endlessly when destiny 2 came out about how reliant on team shooting it was yeah I never really viewed that as a negative, so maybe I'm one of the people that is just, like, super neutral on this change. Yeah. I don't know. As an aside, I did see there are going to be pants that reflect rockets. Well, yes. <laughs> so, like, when you slide, of like, a force field comes and, like, forms in front of you, and it can reflect projectiles. So, they, yeah, that, like, now that you mention that, they did put out a trailer... That detailed a lot of like their upcoming exotic weapons. Yeah, and it's like they finally figured out that these weapons maybe should be fun. Maybe because maybe they... maybe less good and more unique and like just fun to do. Fun to do with is that what you're saying? Well, it's sort of a little bit of both. Like yes, more more unique I think is the best way to put it. So you've got like a bow. That when you're aiming down, aiming down sight, I guess of a bow, that still makes sense. Yeah. So you can like see through all walls, walls and shit. Yeah. In some fashion, it's not like perfect vision through walls, but like you can kind of sense where people are behind walls, which is really cool. I feel like they've dabbled in some of this before, where they made like the the fusion rifles that will like stick to people and then explode, or the one that. I think it might have been a grenade launcher or something that shot out like the little spider dudes and the the laser beam thing. The <laughs> remember a laser beam? That's the last time we really played Destiny a lot. 
The, oh, the Prometheus the fused, Yeah, the fusion rifle that was a laser beam. That was great. So, I mean, there's been, like, some stuff uh, like that. Well, whatever. What, regardless of the classification of these weapons. But it, there have been a few things in the past that seem to really latch on to that uniqueness. And now it really seems like they're finally playing around with some of these weapons. A, a lot of people are thinking that Forsaken is going to be the Taken King of Destiny 2. Which, I mean, sure, and that's cool and everything, but I do feel like, are we all insane for repeating this stupid cycle again? Eh, maybe. Meh, you're just like, eh. Maybe, I don't know. That's okay. We'll see. We'll give Bungie all the uh, second tries that they need. Maybe they'll get it right eventually. Yeah, they're big enough. So They've got a, like, it's Monkey on a typewriter, right? I uh, wouldn't go unfair. that far. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of being dickish about it, but yeah, sure. Uh, no, they just seem to come they come up short in some fashion every time. I do enjoy at least, the games that they put out in some fashion, it, so it, that is being overly harsh yeah, for at sure. At least they take the steps to you know kind of correct the shortcomings instead of being like the company's like, well, we fucked up. Oops. Let's make a new one. At least I don't know makes if, sense. The, at least Bungie kind of tries to make steps to make the game better. They kind of did that with Destiny 2, though, where they were like, oh, we, because the first Destiny, it was supposed to be like this long single game that you went back to over time. I think it was supposed to be like a WoW type of deal where you were just playing Destiny for years and years and yeah, years. But there was I, not, I think, like a Destiny 2 makes almost, it's. I don't think they could do that for certain reasons. I think there were some limitations. Right, like, which uh, is kind of on it, them, it right? Because it was like PC. engine limitations. Well, it not being on PC, maybe some engine limitations. Um, and if then it came to PC, people wouldn't be able to migrate their accounts from certain other consoles. You know, I just think that maybe they're not as they're they're not epic. They're they're not like epic with Fortnite, where they are snapping their fingers and responding to everything, and they're like rapid fire. Addressing to people's issues fair, and up and updating stuff. Epic caught lightning in a bottle, and everybody's playing like saying how great Epic is now. I mean, Epic shut down their one of their last games because they just couldn't do it right. Like they just they ended up having to shut their last game down with Paragon because they just fucked it up so royally. They, they just they, they couldn't get that bottle. right. Sure, but I'm just saying, like with Fortnite, they have been so incredibly responsive. Where I don't think that I mean, Bungie if it's had you they, that they, much money, it, you can be that responsive. I, I don't. Well, think, sure. I don't. I don't but, praise Epic quite as much. I feel like they had this game. They had this. They had this tower defense game that they were making, which is what Fortnite originally was. Save the world is what Fortnite was. I was in the alpha for it like four years ago, and then like H one Z one started with like its battle royale, and then right when that started, they started developing something. And about the time that PUBG got big, that came out, and they just caught lightning in a bottle. I'm not saying that like they, their situation doesn't allow them to do this. I'm saying the difference is that they're not out there just saying, oh yeah, we're listening, we're listening, which a lot of companies do, like Sony is currently doing with this crossplay stuff. They're just saying, we're listening. They're not solving any problems. I mean, they're not lying. Whereas <laughs> Epic is listening 
They're making the changes that the community wants. They're constantly engaged with the community. They're just, so, doing, yes, they they're did. just doing that because the const- community is constantly giving them money. Like, I, well, I, sure, I, but I, I don't want to like, sing their praises because they just had a game. They just had a game fail because they didn't listen to the community. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Paragon died because Paragon they didn't listen guy? to the community. No, it's just Epic has one game. It's the most successful game in the world right now. But they only have one game. I don't want to. I don't want to praise how awesome they are, when I don't want to look past their past failures. I don't know, man. I think they're doing it all right right now. Hmm. All right. People are free to agree and disagree. That's if we were here agreeing all the time, this would be pretty freaking boring. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alright, let's move off of this. Obviously, we're not getting anywhere else. Have you been playing No Man's Sky? Nope. On GOG? What? No. What? No. Okay, so uh, some, a kind of strange thing came out uh, where the No Man's Sky next update, all like the multiplayer integration to that only came to Steam on PC rather than across the board. Yeah. And so anyone playing on GOG, GOG, good old games, whatever you want to call it, actually didn't get that functionality. And I mean, it's quote unquote coming later. But isn't that kind of wild? Yeah, I mean, it's weird that it just came to one platform. I don't know why you would choose to do that. But I guess now uh, they're offering extended refunds. For uh, those that bought it on GOG.com because they aren't getting what was advertised. Yeah, and I think the kicker to the story is that it's actually... For anyone who's ever bought it on there. And it's actually GOG that's offering the refund. This isn't Hello Games offering the refund. This is GOG actually eating this cost. That's Which is super wild. I, I mean, like, that's really awesome. It kind of, maybe, maybe trying to, like, shy away from the other controversy that GOG is currently engaged in, but... I don't know what that is, but... They may or may not have shared a pro-Gamergate tweet, uh, which had some, I mean, rightfully had some people kind of upset, so... If you want to look into that, look into that. We're not going to beat that horse. Okay. But I just think this is kind of an awesome... It's wild. I, I assume that No Man's Sky probably uses some sort of like Steam integration, maybe, for their multiplayer or something. So it, was, it didn't allow them to update the GOG version of this game in the same time frame. But it's really wild that they would go ahead and kind of pull this money out of their own pocket to for like for a make good for their customers it's pretty cool pretty cool to see it's interesting interesting yeah it's it's i just just wondering why like why are they yeah trying to do the make good for their customers yeah i don't i mean they're it's I don't know. It's a good faith move, I guess. Like, kind of keep people excited about that platform. I don't know make anybody. Make people I not regret I don't know anybody that uses there. the platform, even. So, 
Maybe I guess well, this is try to get the name. Maybe this will get their name out there. Uh, I don't think they really need to get their name out there. They're reasonably ubiquitous. They're pretty famous for offering all their games DRM-free uh, on the service. Never heard of them. They're owned by CD Projekt. Nope, never heard of them. Nope? Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, then, it sounds like we should move on to another game you may have never heard of. Ah, uh, yes, actually. Unfortunately, might not hear much else from. Okay. So, the developer of the new game, Onrush, has suffered substantial layoffs because the game kind of just failed to get enough traction to make them the money that they were hoping for. Onrush, you say, huh? Onrush, yes. Do You do not know of this game? I don't. I mean, I've, I've looked at, like, when we were discussing it, like, what to talk about this episode. I looked it up. Seems like critics really liked it, but I guess it just never caught on with the peoples. Yeah, it was actually a pretty neat concept. Uh, it's a racing game, but not really. Like, you're kind of doing laps around the course and trying to take out the other the other racers, but it's not necessarily like a demolition so derby style. So it's like a speed racer race. Sure, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, there's like, at the end of the speed racer races, he was pretty much the only one, the only car left because like every other car had blown up. Yeah, and it has like creeps, almost. It has like you know like lower tiered AI controlled vehicles. And then you've got like the player characters that you're racing alongside. It was a really interesting idea. It was a very fresh take on that genre, but unfortunately. And I'm reasonably, like, I'm relieved that I kind of don't work in this industry because it's such a volatile profession. Like, you work on something for years and years and years, it doesn't hit the public like you want it to, and then you're up in smoke. I mean, we, we saw that just happen with an entire studio in Bosky. Yep. Starving artists, man. Starving artists. That's just brutal. It's the risk. I don't know. It's a, it's a risk of the profession, I guess. Maybe that's kind of like why all the... So people are kind of afraid to fight back at all the crunch and all the insanity surrounding the work conditions and environment because it's just, you know that this is like a... This could kind of go up at any point and disappear. Yeah, like you can be super successful like Cliffy B was. You know, Cliff Blazinski from, you know, pioneered the the Gears of War games and then went out, opened his own studio, and they just shut down, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that that was Bosky. So they, yeah, they just couldn't. They they made a re, like, as you said, kind of like a critically accepted as like a good game, even though most of the critical response to that game was it's good, but who's it for? Like, it's good, but where's the audience, right? Yeah. And that, I mean, that was kind of the death of it. It just didn't have the audience. That's the problem, yeah. All right. Speaking of audiences. Ooh. Oh, I'm intrigued. Did you watch the grand finals of the Overwatch League? I did not. <laughs> All right. How would, I, how would you feel if I told you that the London Spitfire won the Overwatch League? Ah, uh, you would be correct in saying that. That's how that makes me feel. That's how, that's, yes, yeah, you are 
Very correct in that sentence. Um, Philadelphia actually got second place, which disappointing for yours truly. Yeah, yeah. Comcast. Yeah, I got to, Ooh, Comcast got to see all the big Philly Overwatch team billboards, which still is like a little wild to me. That's kind of leaking out. Oh, I, I mentioned before on the show that I was really excited to see all the people like tweeting at ESPN, all like the crotchety people oh, that were like, did that oh my god. Yeah, it did. And literally, the top res- reply to the tweet that I saw was, quote unquote, not a sport. <laughs> Just that's it. All lowercase, not a sport. I was like, it, it happened instantaneously yep. on this. And then, of course, people start arguing and whatever. Yep. It's just, I don't, it's just so wild. I, I did very much enjoy reading it's that the thread. internet, man, where you can let all your opinions out and be a shitty person and there's no consequences. Yeah, more or less. You can that say whatever kind you want the world no we're consequences. in. Well, not entirely, but, you know, mostly. Well, yeah, sure. There, there's, there are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. I mean, there's like, I guess there's not much else to say about the Overwatch no, no. League. C- congrats to London. Uh, I will be intrigued to see what they do with a season two. Um, if they do like a minor league or something to try to switch up, like try to get more people. Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like a farm system, try to get more players into it. We'll see. Yeah, or if I would kind of like to see teams, it open up a little. Like if it grows at all, I think that'll be interesting to see as well. That might, yeah, I would be interested, especially since it costs so much money to actually be a franchise in that league. Yeah. I would be a little surprised if like there were any substantial amount of teams so, added. Are there, are, are there uh, one question for you, just as uh, someone that doesn't really looked into it very much, and I know you, since you have a... a, a uh, team in your city you're a little more vested in than i am uh are there like traditional gaming organizations attached to those as well like your your omgs your cloud nines like as sponsors or no no not not really like i guess you could technically have like the owners of those esports organizations also buy in but i think mostly you're talking like the like you said comcast uh I think some of them are like really rich uh, sports moguls and things like that. I mean, it's such a huge buy-in. It's not really in that same... This was kind of what was supposed to be the differentiator with the Overwatch League was that it was not those traditional esports organizations. It was city-based. It's supposed to be more like baseball um, and everything. Like, what is it? Like, uh, soccer. How the soccer player is like uh, Manchester United, for example. They have their jerseys. They're Manchester United, but on the front they've got the Chevy symbol. You know what I mean? Okay, as far as I like, know, like, it is not the like actual that. team is also sponsored, like sponsors the uniforms or something. I would I'd be curious to see if something like that gets implemented. Tell yeah, as far as I cost, know, it is like a single owner. I've not seen any sort of advertising on their jerseys. So I don't believe it is like that. It's it's a pretty crazy thing, especially since yes, there is a Philly team here, but it you really feel like detached, I guess, when none of like the players are from the area. I, I don't know. Like I guess 
as someone that is not regularly following like, uh, yeah. American football or whatever, like, does it matter uh, okay. that none of the people this, are from this like, is or me. have attachments this to is the me area? This not looking up on, like, the... So how do they present... Do you know how they present, like, the live games? Like, is it, like, your team in Philly? Like, are there home and away games? Like, do you know how it's done? It's all done in a single... Well, other than perhaps the finals, it's all done in a single stadium over in Los Angeles, I believe. Okay. See, I, I think so, it would be ex- extremely interesting if it was, like, Philadelphia had, like, an arena. And, like... Yeah, that would be really see, cool. Like, they would have home games where the Philadelphia team played, say, the London team in Philadelphia. That would make it feel more like a, a regular sport and let people in cities become more attached to their teams. Other, being able to go watch them live... Per se, you know what I mean. Rather than yeah, seeing, I, I like, do. A I, I guess that's a good point. From Los Angeles, like you said. Yeah, like live in person. Yeah. that is, I guess, the big differentiator here is that because there is no live in person here, maybe that's why I feel detached. Like they are Philadelphia in name only. Yeah, they don't have this as their home playing field because the playing field is just Los Angeles. I think it's Los Angeles. What, what, whatever. But it, I understand the money and logistics and everything. Like, you would have to start flying these people around everywhere. You'd have to have a stadium in every location. Yeah. I get it. Maybe if it gets but, bigger. Yeah, sure. That's Well, that's kind of what I'm curious to see in the long run. Because this is one of the harder pushes we've ever really seen in North America. Yeah. So, I, I will be excited or at least curious to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel? We we talked about the Rainbow Six Siege cheating ban prior. So no, it wasn't well, no, a that was actually yeah, the Rainbow. Was... Yeah, that was the Six Siege uh, profanity ban. Uh, so this is actually kind of another. They're really like cracking down on Ubisoft, everybody, man. right? Ubisoft doing all the right things, man. Uh, anybody that, that you know that has uh, been caught cheating will have their. They won't. They'll get fifteen day bans, and people are like kind of upset that the fifteen day bans uh, of thirteen hundred players who had cheated. Right. Yeah, which is um, a pretty decent amount. Yeah. People had was like, oh, fifteen day bans not enough for cheating, but they also will have all rank and all rewards ever gained wiped out. Yeah. So, so these are people specifically banned for boosting, correct? Yeah. Their their matchmaking will be reset. Everything. I honestly, like, this is, just keep at them, Ubisoft. Just keep doing it. Just keep expanding the punishments. Let's let's do what we have to do to get people to realize that maybe playing on the same level playing field as everybody else is actually enjoyable for 99% of the base. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's so it's, it's I'm, a good step. I'm all for this. That's another good step that Ubisoft has taken with Rainbow Six Siege. They're doing all the right things. I completely agree. I'm excited for this. So, we'll see if... Uh, I would like to... I'm actually kind of curious to see if this affects the overall like amount of people playing the game. Because I, I know personally for me, so a game, I think... So Dark Souls Remastered just came out not long ago. Yeah. And I've heard all of the horror stories about the nonsense hacking that goes on in PC where people can 
strip your soul level or get your account banned if they drop you like a, a modded item and all of this stuff. So I actually played that game on the PlayStation 4 because of that. Like as it is perhaps a, I'm sure there's cheating there and everything too, but it was like a safer place to play the game. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to see if maybe they're really touting Rainbow Six as a place where you're not going to get all this crazy bigotry where this where the playing field is reasonably level and anybody caught cheating is punished severely like maybe that draws more people in they're like more willing to give it a shot it's just how games should be man it's just how games should be yeah sure unless I, there should be a game agree. unless you're playing a game of who can be the cheatiest and you can't play that Roybot, because that's not a game all right so you want to i know that you are all about uh, this next topic. Speaking so you want to take things it real quick? that are good for business and doing the right things. Yes. EA is considering crossplay for Battlefield Five. Um, you know, for their battle royale mode and for everything, they want people to be able to play together. Uh, and not just on Battlefield Five. I've also read they're uh, they're looking at implementing it in their sports games as well. So Madden, FIFA, EA has basically most of the biggest sports games. Which, you know, uh, so EA is trying to, you know, help the community because they've had kind of a bad face in the community from what I've seen. EA, uh, yeah, while, they, yeah. They, so yes, EA, they EA needs some rep. good press. And this could just be EA jumping on a bandwagon trying to, you know, dig at Sony and getting some good press while at it. They're saying they're working on crossplay, but a major hurdle right now is Sony. <laughs> Because yeah, Nintendo I mean, and Microsoft and Valve are all on board, as they've always been. Yeah, we're kind of beating the drum here it's a little bit. Another but... another company coming out and saying, Sony, so, hey, we can't do this because Sony's the one doing this. I think it's a, it, it's a case of, uh, it's a, I think it's twofold. It's a case of developers trying to change something by putting it out in public opinion. And in EA's case, I think it's them trying to hey go hey we're not the bad guy for once <laughs> yeah just <laughs> I, I think they have kind of been doing that a little bit ever since the whole battlefront 2 shenanigans yeah yeah but it, i think it's a good thing that people are consistently saying we want to do this sony's the reason voice your opinion about it so that maybe sony will change something yeah, this is like the video games version of call your congressman. Like, let's just keep the pressure on. It, it, as long Hopefully as it, it stays, breaks eventually. If it stays in the news, like, Fortnite was the big... It's Sony's been doing this forever, and Fortnite was the big thing that, like, hey, what's Sony doing here? It's a lot. It's a time a lot of people heard about it. And now companies are keep coming out and saying, hey, Sony's the one doing this. It's not us. So I think there's mounting pressure on Sony to to you know uh give in i was trying to think of a different word but to give in and like just let it happen and we'll see if this keeps happening if there's any sort of backlash for sony see like if this if i think if the gaming community keeps doing this i think eventually sony will have to relent i personally don't think that the backlash will be substantial Although I do hope they change. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've got just a couple more pieces of news. So 
the second Jump Force trailer has been shown. Yep. And when you first added this to our show notes, I noticed that you wrote down Shinigami, and I very much expected Death Note rather oh. than Bleach. Yeah, but, true. So it, it does go through some of the characters from Bleach. Are you excited at all for this game? I actually am, because like I've always liked fighting games. I haven't necessarily been very good at them. And I've enjoyed getting like into the lore. Like, so games that have always sucked me in are like Marvel versus Capcom. You know, where okay. I can play some of the Street Fighter people that I like, but I can play the characters that I love in Marvel. Like, I'm going to be Wesker and Dante and, you know, just come in with people I like to be and just goof around and be awesome. This is good. This looks super fun to me so far. Hopefully it plays, but, like, this is one of the few things that I'm, like, super hyped about because I love I love all these jump, all these jump anime except for I don't like One Piece because it's just too long and I don't want to get into it now. <laughs> it's too many episodes. But, like, as someone who's been watching Naruto since, like, 2004, someone who watched all of Bleach and regularly read some of the manga, someone who watched all of Death Note, uh, I'm excited. Like, and, oh, someone who's been watching Dragon Ball Z as, I'm 32. I've been watching Dragon Ball Z since I was, like, five. Like, right, yeah. So, this is, like, just really, like, something I'm super excited about because it's all my favorite characters, and I just hope it plays well. I hope it plays well. Well, we've seen the success of Dragon Ball Fighters, and I think a lot of that was hey. on the back. Oh no, it is Dragon Ball Fighters. That's the dumbest name. It's Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I don't care. It's Dragon Ball Fighters. I don't though. care yeah, yeah. what the company says. Namkai right, Bando. Right. It's, it's, it's back. Yeah, but this allows them to be out of like the Z arc, man. This is. It, it'll be really interesting. I'm excited. But what I like what that we have seen success with Dragon Ball Fighters, I think Dragon Ball is actually a pretty strong brand right now. Yeah. The thing I feel like I should be excited for Jump Force, but some of the just some of the decisions around it, I the the aesthetics of this game are just wild. <laughs> why, like why didn't they I I really wish they would have went the same direction that Dragon Ball Fighters went. Because we're at this point where you can make these the like these gaming worlds look so true to the shows. That would have been really cool to see, but instead we get this like weird realism 3D like I see uncanny what you're valley. Like we, we could have had like a level that was like the Cell Games arena in like Dragon Ball, and then we could have had like the real world from Death Note, or we could have had like I don't know, Soul Society from Bleach. Is what is that what you're saying? But instead I'm just saying, we just no, have like, this generic like cityscape. Oh no, that yeah, that's pretty fair. But what I'm saying is like they could have actually chosen a a more anime aesthetic to it. Like they could have made it look like the actual show of Dragon Ball, just like they did with Dragon Ball Fighters. Well I don't I think there's so there's so many different like art styles, they they didn't want to do that. They kind of wanted to bring them all into like the same plane. You know what I mean? Right, and I think that decision is kind of just like a little polarizing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it works. Uh, because yeah. because if it 
I could see where what you're saying would may have maybe have worked, but they would have definitely had to have done it right. And it might it might have clashed. Yeah. It might not have worked we'll well. We'll see how this turns out, but I'm kind of, as a person that's never really been a fan of, like, that 3D space fighting, I think that I will kind of keep an eye on it from outside. Dude, I, I just So can't. maybe, yeah, maybe it's our game of the week someday, someday and it can be you going through all I that. can't wait that's to fine. go Bankai and just shit on people. All right. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right, our last news story of the week. Yes. HTC actually felt the need to respond there to a lot of like these quote-unquote death of VR rumors. Just There were a ton of people out there saying that the sales... And it was based so thin. like It was such a, a thin basis that people were leaning on. But saying like the uh, numbers of Vives being sold is way down. It's dropping off the sales charts. The VR is obviously not ready for our current prime time, and it's dying. So HTC actually felt the need to come out and be like, actually, it's pretty much like the best we've ever been selling. The reason that particular unit was dropping off the charts is because we sold out of it, and then we were selling like another SKU in its stead. So what do you think of that? Like, do you think that people... There, people love to decry like the death of X. So people will say death of Nintendo, like Nintendo's doomed every other couple days, right? Every time Nintendo's stock drops by a fraction of a percent, everyone's out there with the doomsday clock. Do you think people are just like on that train? They love to talk about things failing. They want to be right about the thing failing. Are you surprised to see that it's selling so well? No, I mean VR. VR is gonna sell at a certain point for a while, um, as 3D sold like still sells for a certain. You know, there are always gonna be people who don't get something like, or I'm I'm happy about uh, VR. I currently don't own any VR. I'm looking at getting into it. It's kind of cost prohibitive right now. I mean, it's expensive. But, like, I mean, it is selling. People have it. Uh, people, gamers who are our age are the ones who are tending to get it from what I've seen. I know, what, four people that have VR setups in my cl- right. in my close friends a group of six, including me. So, it's just, it's, I see it has a high install rate. Um, I know people that have sold their VR multiple times and upgraded, like you. Sure, yeah. You've had an Oculus, a Vive. Are you going to get a Vive Pro? I do not believe I am. I think that the Vive Pro is more for kind of like a commercial use rather than an in-home use with the advantages and disadvantages. Okay. Well, it's just, I I don't know. People just like to, people like to shit on things they don't understand. And like, there are people out there who feel good by putting other things down. And that's just what this is. I mean, VR's, VR is cool. There are some games which look really cool that I like to play, like Beat Saber. Beat Saber looks awesome. Yes, uh, I've been playing that, and it is absolutely fantastic. Wish it had more songs. I think, Wish it was a little bit more customizable, but uh, man, amazing game. Things like Bridge Crew, which I really want to pick up at some point, because there's going to be some DLC coming for that as well, which we should, probably should have thrown out there. Uh, you're going to get the, uh, the the next generation characters in Bridge Crew, so you're going to get like Picard oh, and Worf. 
Should be pretty cool. Always cool when you can be Patrick Stewart in a game. Um, so for you, would you say that the cost is actually why you're not investing? Because you absolutely have the hardware to run VR. Oh, yeah. I've got a ridiculous computer. I've got the setup. I can run pretty much anything I want to in max settings. So I could easily, you know, do it. But right now it's the cost, yeah. Um, so it's just the cost. Pretty much that and, like... Aside from Beat Saber, I don't see a and maybe Bridge Crew. There's a not a whole lot of uh, the software is not there yet. Um, and there's some games out there that I think would be interesting to play with it as well. Like Resident Evil Seven, I think has some VR. Yes, uh, exclusive to the PlayStation. Though. Oh, is it exclusive to the PlayStation? Okay, yes. I did not know that. But uh, there's some things out there. But the main reason I would say is cost, and nothing has really tickled my fancy enough to want to just go out and splurge. Like, um, back in the day, I wasn't a big fan of Halo. Uh, when when the, the Xbox first came out, FPSs weren't really my thing, because I'd only played FPSs on the PlayStation, and I hated the controller, and I had only played them on uh, the N64, and that was terrible. Oh, <laughs> well, sure, yeah. That so, controller... It wasn't until uh, Knights of the Old Republic came out that I went out and got an Xbox, and then I discovered Halo and got into a thing. And I think something it's going to take something like that for me to get into VR. It uh, is definitely a format that is better experienced than watched. Um, and like, it is I've, very hard to I've, convey that. Like I've gone over to your house and I've played things like Super Hot, and Super Hot was awesome. I love Super Hot; it was great. Agreed. Um, and Beat Saber is, like, one of those ones that's, like, maybe really brought me to the, like, the line of, like, hmm, maybe. But then I always just forget about it, and I'm like, I'm an adult. There's other things I can spend my money on right now. I don't make that much money. Um, so, like, I, I, I have other things to spend my money on right now. Maybe when I get to a point where... I have, you know, eight, nine hundred dollars just laying around. Cause I, if I install, I'm probably going to go with like a pro just cause I'm that guy. Uh, I like to think my things to be a little more future proof. Uh, so, and I, I like with my computer, I like to spend money to try to get the best. So, I, I'm thinking it'll take something like that for me to get into it. It is kind of a hell of a an introductory price if you're jumping straight to the pro. Yeah, I'm 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 one of those people that does that though. I I don't like to get things that I may have to replace at some point. I like to try it. Hence why I built spent the money I did on my computer because I like to try and keep it as long as possible without having to upgrade. All right. Well, it's well. It'll be interesting to see when you do get in, and hopefully, we can kind of come back and revisit that when you do decide to jump in. Yeah. All right. So, if you've got no other news for the week, I think it's about time that we jump into the game of the week, oh. and I'm going to give that over to you. All right, everyone. I would like to welcome you to Wet Bridges Game of the Week, brought to you by Great Value Water, where we value quantity over quality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because great, great uh, value water is yeah. <laughs> so good, man. Sure, um, forty for three bucks, man. Quantity over quality. <laughs> I All agree right. with that. All right, so 
my game of the week this week is Warframe. It's been out for quite some time, um, with TenCon happening a few weeks ago. Uh, a few of my st- favorite streamers have picked up, gone back into the game and kind of picked it up. When I first looked at Warframe years ago, Warframe's been on PC since 2013. Uh, when I first looked at Warframe years ago, I didn't really get a good idea of what it was. I thought it was just this multiplayer, like, ninja game where you just, like, f- played, like, um, like an arena game where it was, like, versus multiplayer. So I kind of just wrote it off and then went away from it. And then, recently, I've heard people, I think we even mentioned this in one of our last podcasts, I've heard people mentioning that it's what Destiny should have been. And since yeah, so that's kind of my question for you. Mm-hmm. Why? Why like, is what, it? Tell me, tell me about Warframe in a way that explains that to me. Okay. Uh, well, the thing about Warframe that like really sits with me is like the like what things Destiny should have maybe done. Um, it's really easy to drop in and out. Uh, I like the storytelling. Feels more. Um, it just, it works. Like, your character doesn't talk, but it's not a stupid ghost just sitting next to you, you know, doing whatever, you know what I mean? It's not like the weird, awkward back and forth where it seems like your character should totally be talking in the situation yeah. and just isn't it, it, for it, some it stupid reason. It hasn't felt like that to me yet. And I've only spent about 10 hours with the game. Um, just looking at it, I mean, I know it's been out longer, but the number of planets, like... There's a lot of freaking planets. I would I would venture a guess that it's at least 20. Like, I opened up the map. I'm only on the first two. There's different mission sections. It's just your character is completely customizable. You're not set into any one ability group or um, weapon set. You can change it all on the fly. All of your mods carry over between each weapon set. It's just there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do. The storytelling seems better. The movement is just so fluid. Like, um, I played a mission the other day, and I hopped into it with multiplayer. I've been playing it solo right now, because if you play with multiplayer on the low levels, you're literally going to experience nothing of the game, because high level pe- it pairs high-level and low-level people up, because they're doing like their daily missions or whatever. And a guy will just run through and destroy the whole mission, and you'll be like, what just happened? Sure. <laughs> so that happened to me. This dude just starts off, he jump, he jumps, dives through the air spinning, hits the ground, slides, and then does that again, and he's just gone. And I'm running on the ground like, what is this dude doing? I have no idea what's happening. And then, like, a few missions later, when I find out how to do that, I'm just doing that and flying all over the fucking place, and it's awesome. And it just feels so natural. Um, like, it's like, the weapons feel good. I only have a few unlocked. Uh, I'm using a bow on my main guy, um, which is... So the variety, like, the feels... the different weapons do actually feel really different to wield? Oh, absolutely. Like, um, I like to play most... And there's a... You can go into the missions, like, I go into most of the missions stealthy. Like, if it's... There's different types of missions. Like, you go in for, like, a like a capture where you have to capture someone, or you go into, like, a assassination where you have to kill someone. And I'll go into those missions stealthy. And like the bow is a silent weapon, and I use kunai and a bow, which are all and a like a like a daibo, like a staff. Um, okay. 
So I use that and it's all quiet and I'll just roll through like assassinating people, killing people and get through the end of a mission just fine. And then there's like uh, defense missions where you have to like defend a point. And for those, I'll drop in with a different Warframe. So I'll, I'll, like a different armor set completely with different skills. And then I'll, I'll hop in with like an assault rifle, a pistol, and I'll still use my same melee weapon because most of the melee weapons are pretty much the same from what I see. Uh, but I, I, I can't actually access any other melee weapons. There's swords okay. and all kinds of shit, which is really cool. The variety is amazing. The game's been out forever, so there's a lot of variety. Uh, the skill- so you're saying, like, oh, I yeah. guess the things that it's doing... So it's kind of doing the Destiny thing, but you're just saying, like, the variety is just, like, leagues ahead. The... It, it just the, it feels kind of so like the much things better, yeah. to do. Like, yeah. yeah, the progression path, I guess, is just... Because, I mean, I will agree that a lot of people kind of would say once they hit a pretty, you know, a decent chunk of time, maybe like 30 hours or whatever with Destiny, you kind of run out of stuff to do. And uh, It does seem like a game that would be a lot better with friends. Um, but it's a lot of fun by yourself as well. The only thing I'd say is like, I wish I had someone that like knew how to play the game telling me what to do. The, like I don't say this often, but the tutorial of the game was lacking. Like too many games hold your hand. Like I uh, I have my ship, but I don't have all the stuff installed on my ship, so like there's features that aren't available to me yet. And I know okay. I'll, it it seems like there is a grind kind of to get into it fully, and I definitely wouldn't want to play PVP right now cuz I know I'd get just like smacked all over the place because like i'm not in full like it feels fluid and the the movement feels good but i'm pretty sure i will get dominated okay because i'm not exactly sure what's happening most of the time you know what i mean um is the mission structure like reasonably varied or are you kind of doing like the go here kill a guy defend a thing that destiny kind of offers up it's countless it's times kind of like that but it's like it's, 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 I've seen like the same mission, like you're going to kill a different guy, but like the way you traverse through the level is different and you may be on the same level, but you don't necessarily see the same points of it. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like destiny to me. Like I haven't gotten that, uh, this place again, or, oh man, this mission again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I suppose simply by like the fact that you've said you can kind of approach things with stealth you could be like guns ablazing you could yeah. be like wall wall run guy taking different paths throughout the level oh yeah there's literally would do a lot yeah. there's literally times where i killed the guy i was supposed to kill and then i just ran through not killing another enemy the rest of the level to get to the extraction point just like dodging and jumping around and weaving which is pretty cool so if you like but i felt like if i were with bros i would have taken it slower and killed shit and been like crazy I feel like my stealth approach probably would not have worked with friends as well either. Yeah, um, but it still sounds like you kind of are offered more variety to like any approach any one situation. Yeah. The variety whereas... is more in how you play it in than how that it's presented. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, because I mean, Destiny is really like that. You don't have the stealth option. You don't have like the alternate path option all that often. Yeah. So the reason it kind of feels samey throughout is like well there's one way to do this there's one way to go about it yeah uh, it's 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 an interesting game I, I really like it so far um 
it's the microtransactions are of course a big part of it um but i think you can get everything in game through grinding i don't think anything is exclusively pay for so it's not necessarily pay to win but it's like paid uh for like an advantage i guess you would say so like if if we both started tomorrow fresh and you said i'm gonna spend five hundred dollars and i said i'm gonna spend zero dollars then you would be well ahead of me i would say i would have an advantage i don't know how well ahead of you would be i would have like i would have access to more warframes so i would have different skills and abilities I don't necessarily know which ones are the best right now. They, I do think they, they do try to do a good job of balancing that. Uh, I think where the, the advantage would come would be in uh, weapons and stuff, but you still have to grind a certain amount to be able to get to unlock the weapons. So you have to have a certain skill proficiency, I think, in like mastery level overall, which I'm not sure how you get. Like I said, the game doesn't really tell you a whole lot about what you're supposed to do. And just like, here's this world. Go have fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, th- there's yeah. there's a linear mission system to start off with. And I'm sure there'll be another point where more linear me- missions pop up. At least I think. But yeah, it it's... There's... You still have to grind. It's like a battlefield thing. Like, where you have to be a certain level to use certain equipment. And then with sure. this, you have to be that level. And then you also have to purchase it with the in-game currency, which is platinum. So, I guess in the end, the question really is, like, would you, for the people out there that are maybe a little sick of Destiny 2 and haven't really dabbled into Warframe yet, it, like, would you give this the seal of approval to yeah, kind of switch it's, over? It's free to play. I mean, give it a try. Like, that's the best thing about it. Like, free to play games are, they, that's how they get you. Like, they, they come in, they're free to play. So if it's free to play, you might as well give it a shot. I like it. It's a lot. I, I'll I've spent less money on it than I spent on Destiny, because sure. I've spent I spent a decent amount of money on Destiny. Why? I don't know. I'm an idiot. But like, I had fun with Destiny while I was playing it. This playing it like just feels, it just feels so good. Like, mm, everything just feels really intuitive. Like. It's cool rolling, rolling through a mission and just headshotting people with a bow, and just like watching them, like watch a dude walk up. Just you have to lead your shots too, so it's not hit scan. So like just that perfect feeling when it hits someone right in the face, and like it just pins them to a wall, and you're just sitting there like yeah. So I I would recommend it. It's a lot. I had a lot of fun in my time with it. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm gonna get that grind you know as an old school world of warcraft player i really don't mind a grind too much uh i'm used to grinding for hours just to be able to do something so uh i really enjoyed it um i think it's when people say it's what destiny should have been it feels pretty accurate if destiny had like this amount of because destiny came out what what year did destiny first come out the first first one? one yeah 2014 maybe so that's uh, about no wait uh yeah maybe I, i'm not really sure it was, uh, it was yeah, soon 20, after 2014 so it was yeah, soon after the next gen it was about the same time that um warframe got its actual release 
So the world of Destiny and the world of Warframe are about the same. They have about the same time. And Warframe feels like what Destiny 1 should have been. It's this continuing game that's been going on for four or five years. And it just has all this content. And it just feels... When you think, the more I think about it, the more I feel like it is what Destiny should have been. It just... All right. So to conclude, I want this is this is my request from you. Yeah. To conclude our game of the week this week, describe Warframe in four and a half words. Go. Four and a half word Warframe. Yes. Is yeah. A sure. Good. Nope. Nah. You're too too bad. Oh no no wait you're right four nah. that's four. Oh, okay, great. That's my cool, half awesome, f- fantastic. <laughs> that's all. It's a little less. It was a little more, more straightforward than I was hoping. But you were hoping that, for me to be done at four words and then just come out with a half word that didn't matter. <laughs> not, no, it was perfect. I just didn't realize that you could have just went with Warframe as a good game. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But no, yeah, like thanks for sharing your thoughts on that. I, I yeah. it does sound like like we talked about earlier, like what Destiny originally kind of promised to be was that ongoing game and it it sounds like that it's maybe doing that uh pretty right. Let me know uh if you decide to play it, Phil, let me know. Maybe we can uh have you come back with some of your thoughts and see if some of my promises were full or empty. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Um also, uh, this is going to be our format for uh, the game of the week going forward, unless you guys hate it, where one of us picks a game and plays it, and then uh, the other person kind of is in your shoes, where you guys don't know much about the game, maybe, and they just kind of ask questions and kind of help us get a feel for the game. Yeah, listen, be interested, ask the questions that hopefully everybody listening might be asking themselves as well. So uh, next week, Phil's going to have the game of the week. I don't know if he knows what it is yet. He may, he may not. But uh, No spoilers. No spoilers. That's a good way for saying he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you're on to me. No. Uh, is it going to be uh, Dwayne Johnson's salty time taffy store? It sure won't be. That's a promise. <laughs> All right. I just figured I'd throw my weekly rock mention out. All right, guys. So thanks for tuning in. As always, get us uh, get to us on Twitter at FOB Podcast. And if you want to send us an email, we are frickin' laserbeamspodcast at gmail.com. God damn, is that a long email address? We need to do something about it. It's, it is pretty long. Uh, and to switch things up this week, why don't you send us out, Phil? Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm completely unprepared for this. <laughs> I feel like you are as well. St- tur- turn off the podcast! <laughs>